Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and ladies and gentlemen, we got a little bit of a hairy situation here. We have got... <laughs> Damn it. Damn you, Chris. <laughs> That's a great start. That's a great start. <laughs> it's apropos. You better leave this as the actual intro to the episode. I'm not re-recording that. We are here to play a little bit of head-to-head trivia. And I'm not going to beat around the bush. Let's first pass it off to the home, well, near the home of my favorite baseball team, the Chicago Cubs. We've got Miss Brittany Shaw here. Brittany, I'm going to let you kind of do this. I'm just going to shut up and drink. All right. Sounds good. Um, I, you know, thanks for letting me take over in a sense. Uh, So I'm Brittany Shaw. I'm from Chicagoland, Illinois, near where the Cubs play-ish. Um depending on traffic, and uh, I'm going to be hosting what I'm just going to call chaos shenanigans tonight um, in a head-to-head style. Uh, before I talk about how that format's going to work, uh, Chris, how you doing and what are you drinking? Oh, Brittany, I'm doing well. It's uh, I, I was texting with Mike earlier and even with you, like, it's it's been a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went ahead and grabbed the bottle that my wife bought me probably six months ago or so from Flaviar. Uh, one of the two bottles she got me. Oh, uh, this is actually like you can't like this is a metal topper. Like this is a nice bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this bottle is a mixture. Uh, it's called a rum and rye. It is a mixture of rum, rye whiskey, ginger, and bitters. It checks in at eighty six proof. And appropriately enough, this bottle is named after a forgotten founding father until recently, Mister Hercules Mulligan. Ha! Nice. Up in it, loving it. I don't want to know what he did to those horses, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a rum guy. Oh my god, that just smells amazing. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, my, I need I need to buy a couple more. I want to buy like three or four more bottles. That's that's amazing. Oh, that is delightful, delicious, and delovely all at one sip. <laughs> well, I'm that'll, happy to hear it. That'll put uh, some hair on my chest, just not on my head. Yeah, a <laughs> uh, bit of a hairy situation, as you said. Um, and speaking of hair that's not on heads, Mike, how are you doing? What are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Brittany, thank you. Thank you so much for that uh, that lovely introduction. Uh Chris, Chris has probably seen this, but uh, I posted on Facebook just yesterday uh, that um, I found one of Abby's hair. I took one of Abby's hair clips out of her hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just yesterday evening. And I said, where should I put this hair clip? Should I put it up? Should I put it in my hair? And she goes, well, there's not much of it, but okay. <laughs> Kids oh, are brutal. Abby. Oh, I know, oh yeah. but, but no, uh, hair on my head or, or lack thereof. I am doing pretty well. Like Chris said, it's also it's been a day, been a week for me too, as we were discussing before the show. But I'm super happy to be here now. Uh, and I brought for my drink a, a drink that uh, Chris had on a recording uh, of Boozy. Actually, I think it was a couple of uh, weeks ago. And ever since then, and he said it was really good. And he's kept asking me, you know, because he gave, he brought me one of these when we met up in Nashville uh, about two months ago. He's like, "Have you popped that open yet? Have you popped that open yet?" So I figured I would finally bring it. Uh, this is the Bromosa Tangerine IPA from Big Storm Brewing Company. Oh, that's a good pop. I'm I'm 
getting better. Tim showed me the the double pop, and I think it really uh, it really helps the sound quality. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that is good, Chris. You're absolutely right. That's that's really good. That's nice and refreshing. Um, perfect drink for. Uh, well, it's still a little chilly here, but it's May and it's it's Cinco de Mayo actually. So yeah. Um, I'm going to enjoy that, even though I, I I briefly thought about bringing a Corona, and then I said, nope, I'm not going to do that because this episode, if this episode was airing on Cinco de Mayo, then maybe. oh yeah, <laughs> no. um, yeah. So I agree with y'all. It's been a day. It's been a week. It's May, and you know, it's the fifth month of the year, and I feel like the year just started. So yeah. uh, the three of us are all of an age, and that age is over thirty. Um, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> At least I'm over 30. A couple of us over the next one. Okay. Well, um, so I heard about a thing recently and I just found it in a store today. Uh, So feeling nostalgic and a little scared, I picked up Sunny D vodka seltzer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Chrissy. Ooh, great pop. Yeah. I also learned the Tim Dipple method. So (laughs) (laughs) only thing I've learned from Tim. So that's that got the good stuff kids go for? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd let kids go for it, but you know what? I don't have them. So yeah, kids go yeah. for it. <laughs> for legal purposes, I'm not actually encouraging your kids to drink. And oh dear, that is delicious because it tastes just like Sunny D and nice. not like vodka. Nice. Not that vodka is bad, but you can't tell there's vodka in that. And that's the most dangerous game of all. Um, <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, that's amazing. Uh, so let's talk about how tonight's going to work. Cause I believe I, in- I introduced it as chaos shenanigans and that's fairly accurate. Yeah. Uh, so starting out, just going to have like a normal kind of little back and forth hot seat, this or that kind of round just to warm your brains up a little bit. And then we're going to get into the weird stuff, um, <laughs> which is that nice. I have four different trivia esque board games essentially that I've pulled <laughs> Um, that are very random and we're going to go through them and I'll do about 20 questions each for you guys, five in each thing. So in order to decide which one I'm going to ask from, I'm going to roll a D4 to see which deck (laughs) I'm going to pull from. I love it. And, uh, uh, once you've hit five of those. You don't get that. Ca- you won't get that category anymore, and I'll just re-roll if I roll that. So um, that's up to me to keep up with. So you don't have to worry about keeping up with that. I'll keep up with it, and then we'll just see who has more points at the end. It's gonna be May. <laughs> Perfect. It might um, be him, but I'm gonna just rest assured. Even if I lose, I didn't sing that song. That that um, is that is true. Personally, my favorite May Bay song is Jonathan Colton's "The First of May," um, but. I don't know how quickly we want to get the explicit tag, so I will leave that one for the audience to look up. (laughs) (laughs) It would not be a record, I will tell you that. (laughs) I'm sure it would not be. Uh, But, Mike, Chris, you ready to go? Let's do it. Let's pregame it out. Let's go. All right. So, for the pregame, I have a round that I wrote, like, I don't know, like a year ago or something that's called Surviving RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, And it's a... This or that round where I'm going to give you a geographical sounding name and you're going to tell me, is it a survivor setting or is it a queen from RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah. 
Um, oh, I have never seen either show, and I am excited. <laughs> well, the perfect thing is, is it's a 50-50, even yep. if you've never heard of it. So, um, Chris, your name comes earlier in the alphabet. So, uh, do you want evens or odds? The tyranny of the alphabet strikes again. I'll take evens. Okay. Then, Mike, we will start with you, because one comes before two. So, uh <laughs> So, uh, Mike, your yes. geographical sounding name is Milan. Milan? Mm-hmm. As in M-I-L-A-N? M-I-L-A-N. I think in Ohio or Illinois, they pronounce it Milan, but it's Milan. Okay. The, the reason I asked is because uh, Milan sounds very similar to Mulan, which is one of my uh, daughter's favorite Disney princesses. So, um the only Milan I know of is in Italy and I don't, doesn't seem like a setting that would be for survivor. So I'm going to say it is a queen on RuPaul's drag race. Uh, you are correct. That is a queen on RuPaul's drag race. So that is one point four, Mike. Chris, you're up. Uh, yours is India. That seems too big to be a location for, uh, for Survivor, I'm going to go RuPaul's Drag Race. You are also correct. That is a queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, queen. Um, Mike, you get Fiji. This is, uh, I have not seen very much Survivor. I think my wife has watched every single season. So I've occasionally seen episodes here and there when I'm sitting in the same room when she's watching it. And I'm pretty sure one of those, uh, a few of those episodes were from Survivor Fiji. So I'm going to say it's Survivor. Survivor is correct. Good job. There's no ones. Okay. Chris, you get China. <laughs> He's already popping for more. I'm getting a second blast. This is really good. Clearly. Uh, I'm using the same game logic I used last time. Uh, also, China, I don't think, is a huge fan of letting us film there. So I'm going to go. Uh, that is a queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, you would think so, but, uh, China is actually a setting for survivor. Oh, huh. okay. Um, did they survive? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was called survivor China. Okay. Well, so, no one's going to bring a Bible in there. I can tell. Okay. <laughs> probably not. Uh, so that brings us back to Mike. Mike, you get Denali. I don't know. And nothing. I, I'm not getting anything one way or the other. I'm going to come back to uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. So I'm going to say it's queen in that. Uh, you are correct. Denali is a queen on RuPaul's Drag Race. Mike, you get Alaska. I just went, and, so I'm Yeah, sorry. I know. Because uh, I was talking to Chris, but I said Mike. So, Chris, <laughs> you get Alaska. <laughs> it, it's okay. People mix us up all the time. I mean, we have the same build and everything. So, <laughs> Same the hair. Same accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris, you get Alaska. No, I heard you. I, I'm, I don't want to talk about my game theory quite yet on this because it might come back to bite me, but I'm going to say Alaska is RuPaul's Drag Race. And Alaska is RuPaul's Drag Race. Good job. Nice job. I was um, a survivor, I think. so. Mike, you get Panama. Hot shoes burning down the avenue. Um, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's what I had. That's what I have when I think of Panama. I feel like that was a survivor setting. So I'm going to say survivor. It was a survivor setting. 
Also, up until way too recently, I thought that song was called Cannonball. So <laughs> that's there, what there I thought a, they said. Cannonball. There's a breeder's song called Cannonball. So Oh, well, I, you know. I didn't. I don't even know what that is. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you reason might, I'm on the host side. <laughs> right. You might know it if you heard it. Maybe. Uh, Chris, we're coming back to you with Manila. Oh, gosh. Uh, that one really could go both ways. I feel like Manila, it's a very populous part of the Philippines. And they typically tend to film Survivor in more remote locations. So I'm going to say RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race is correct. Nice. Uh, that drag queen's name was Manila Luzon. So, Mike, you get Cambodia. This again. Hmm. I don't have a I don't have a strong inclination either way, but it just for some reason it feels like there was a Survivor uh, Cambodia. So I, I'm going to say Survivor. All right, and Mike picks up all five of his Woo! in the round. Chris, your last one is Sahara, or Sahara, depending on how you want to pronounce it. I never did pay attention to what Matthew McConaughey called it in the cinema, cinematic classic Sahara or Sahara. <laughs> I don't think thinking of Matthew McConaughey right now is going to help me, but... I don't know, it might make it all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna say this is the last question. I might so my 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 logic going in was they weren't gonna they don't they like filming people in scantily they don't want they don't want them wearing a bunch of clothes like Denali Alaska those would flow more towards RuPaul's Drag Race because they don't want them in a bunch of clothes. Hmm. The problem with Sahara is that there's no place for them to get shade and it's notorious about like. You've got to use the surroundings to make your stuff. And there's no surroundings in Sahara. So I'm going to say Sahara is RuPaul's Drag Race. And if I'm wrong, I'm still going to be happy. Whether your logic was right or wrong, I can't tell you. But you did get the right answer. So <laughs> you picked it. up four out of five on yours. And now we're going to go to... Um, I don't know why I have a column for this for tracking. I put a column for a hot seat like I wasn't just going to mark whether y'all were right or wrong and keep up with your score. <laughs> um, so now we're going to go to the, I'm going to roll a D4 and ask you a random trivia question uh, because that's my life now. My trivia games involve dice. So, yeah. <laughs> or Let's bingo re- cards if I'm playing. So, um, Love it. Uh, what's, what is, um, was it that what is it they say in D and D is like roll for initiative or something like that? Yes, roll for initiative. Okay. That's a thing. Um, so here's what I'm going to do because I also get to use my light up dice, which I never get to use, and I just got them recently. So fun. Um, so what I'm going to do is tell our wonderful audience, listeners, audience. I don't know what the right word is. I guess it'd be audience if they're live, but they're listeners if they're live. But rem- I don't know how. I think you can be an listeners, audience regardless. Viewers, dear beloved. Victims, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Listeners, that's a good word. So here's the games that I brought with me. Um, I have a game called Things They Don't Teach You in School, which is going to be some interesting questions. A game called I Should Have Known That, which is things that maybe don't come up in trivia so often, but they're things you might should know. Um, 
a game called The Best of TV and Movies, which I rented from the Critical Grind here in Shorewood, which is my favorite place to hang out. That's not my house. Um, and then I have a book called The Brain Workout Quiz Book that I picked up from the clearance bin at Barnes & Noble. Um, and yeah. I have opened it to the general knowledge for quiz in the book. And we'll just go with... Uh, questions from that so uh so i'm gonna roll a d4 to decide which one i'm gonna ask you for each one of you and uh if i roll a one it's gonna be from i should have known that if i roll it if i roll a two it's gonna be they things they don't teach you in school if i roll a three it's gonna be best of tv and movies and if i roll a four it's gonna be brain workout once you hit five questions in one of those categories i will just re-roll if i roll that number again until we hit five questions each for each of you and each of those. That's a lot of eaches. So <laughs> millions of eaches. <laughs> each. I was just going to say eaches come from Anne. <laughs> they were put there by an Anne. <laughs> uh, Chris, you're going to go first this time because Mike went first last time. So fair. All right. So Chris, your first question is going to come from things they don't teach you in school. This is good because I didn't pay attention in school. It's so funny. I was about to make that joke and then you made it for me. <laughs> okay. What would a tiger look like if you shaved off all its fur? <laughs> I'm going to lock in creepy yet still scary. <laughs> no, so I think it's asking like what is the stripes on the fur or the stripes on the skin. Um, and I feel like the stripes on it are like part of the skin tone. So I'm going to say it's still going to look striped. Hopefully that's enough information. Uh, Chris, the answer on this card is it would still be striped. Okay. It does yeah. not mention the creepiness or the scariness, but I do agree with you. Um, I am now so, going to have a recurring nightmare in my dreams of being chased by a shaved tiger. <laughs> but spoiler alert, the fur is not what makes the tiger scary. <laughs> It's probably the claws or the teeth, I'm guessing, but mm. Mike, uh, you're going to get one from, I should have known that. Hopefully I'm not saying that after the question. Mike, does the Statue of Liberty hold the torch in her left or right hand? Oh, uh, I always have to do it. Uh, it's in her right hand. It is in her right hand. Yeah, <laughs> I, I literally have to stand there and do the pose and be like, wait a minute, which hand is this? You, then you hold the hands up. Which one doesn't make an L? <laughs> Yeah. All right, Chris. Oh, another one in things they don't teach you in school. There are only three places on the body where hair does not grow on most people. Uh, what are they? I feel attacked during this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> it helps I'm attacking both of you because True. of the intro to this so, game. Three places in the body where hair does not grow. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how, how specific they want me to get, but Hair does not grow on the bottom of your feet. Hair does not grow in your eyeball. And where else does hair not grow? Bottom of your feet in like your eyeball. Ear, yes. Arms, hands, yes. I'm going to say the palm of your hand. Hair doesn't grow on the palm of your hand. Okay. I'm going to give it to you. It's not the answer they have on this card, but I agree that hair does not grow on your eyeball. Um, so <laughs> the ones that they had on here were indeed the palms the soles of your feet, and then the lips. 
Oh, lips. like on your actual lips, hair does not grow. But <laughs> as hair also does not grow on your eyeball, I'm not going to count you wrong for that. Is there, is there hair on your nose? Like, I'm, no. I'm just, I, was, I, I was thinking up here, like on the bridge of your nose. Yeah. I guess there I mean, is like probably tiny, yeah, really like, tiny hair follicles <laughs> there. Unibrows exist. So <laughs> true. Good point. Um, but I'm going to give it to you, Chris. So, Mike, you get yes. one from Things They Don't Teach You in School. Okay. So. Rolling lots of ones. It's a good thing you're not playing D&D right now. Yeah. They get mad at you in craps, too. Just keep that in mind. Fair. Okay. About, uh, Mike, about how much did a cell phone cost at the end of the 1980s? Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, in, I mean, I, it doesn't clear. I, I don't even know if it matters. Uh that I was going to guess is this adjusted for inflation or not, but it doesn't really matter. I'm sure they're talking contemporary dollars. Um, wow. I really don't know. I imagine, I imagine they were probably pretty expensive. I'm going to say $500. I really don't have a good guess though. Um, the answer I have here was that they cost almost $4,000. Okay. It was really expensive. Gotcha. The technology was not very accessible at the time, I would imagine. Man, so Zach Morris's dad really was a high roller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally the only person, the only like time in the 80s I ever remember seeing a cell phone was on that episode of Saved by the Bell. That episode right. was in the 90s though, because I think Saved by the Bell started in like 89. Yeah, I guess that's true. High school. That's probably true. Zach Morris is trash. Yeah. But the 90s didn't start until 1992. So that's true. Okay, Chris. I rolled a four this time. So you're getting your first question in the brain workout quiz book. And your question is I can say I worked out today. I'll take that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Which French region gets its name because it is where the land comes to an end? Where the land comes to an end. So, like the, mm-hmm. the region. I know of. I know there's Bordeaux. There's Bordeaux. There's Champagne. But I feel like those are both in interior for like French wine country. I'm pretty sure is in the interior of France. Champagne. I'm pretty sure is in the interior of France. The word that comes to mind that has been used outside of it, but it's called the French Riviera. So I'm going to say the Riviera. Um, not a bad guess. I don't know much about French regions, uh, but this one is apparently called the Finisterre region. F-I-N-I-S-T-E-R-E. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm not because there's not a chance in hell I would have gotten there. So I'm yeah. Yeah. I, I figured it would have Finn in there somewhere because that was end. That's French mm-hmm. for end, but... I, I I would never have gotten Finisterre. That's a oh tough one. Oh my god, that's where all those French films end in Finn. Okay. Yep. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes, sir. That means end. The end. I thought it meant it was about fish. Ah. Just kidding. Uh, Mike, you're also getting one from the Big Brain Workout Quiz. Your question, Mike, is Rudolf Nureyev defected while in which country? Oh my gosh. Why do I know that? I feel like I know that name and I can't think of why I know that name. Um, 
I'm trying to think if he was like a like a Soviet Olympian or something like that, and maybe did that, um, like defected while he was in a country, you know, representing Soviet Union. Uh, and for people who know who this person is, I'm probably sounding like an idiot. Uh, so I am going to say maybe he was a winter Olympian and he was in Canada. Um, so Rudolf Nureyev was a ballet dancer and choreography ah. choreographer. And apparently he defected while living in France or while oh. being in France. So France strikes again. It's <laughs> oui. fit, 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 fitting for Cinco de Mayo. France shall have its revenge after their defeat. <laughs> I was just talking to my boyfriend about that earlier. It's like, in many ways, Cinco de Mayo is kind of the fortune cookie of holidays because really most people in Mexico, it's not a big deal because it was the Battle of Puebla, like throwing out the French. Yep. And yet as Americans, we have ascribed that entire holiday to that entire culture, much like the fortune cookie has been described to. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to roll that again because somehow, despite it literally sitting right here, I missed my dice rolling thingy. Um, Chris, you're getting your first one of the best of TV and movies. So I'm going to grab one at random. Ooh. All right. Chris, who made life difficult for her real husband, Richard Burton, in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Oh my god. So when I was in high school, um I was a theater kid in high school and we had these the, uh, we had states coming up and we had to audition to go to states. And basically it was like you could audition to go as a an ensemble, a duet or an individual monologue. And so me and my buddy decided to in, to do it as a duet. And my buddy was dead set on doing something from the odd couple. I'm like, no, everyone does the odd couple. Let's do something no one would ever do. So we did a duet from a duet from Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, where <laughs> the two main characters, the men, are sitting there getting hammered, drinking, getting wine drunk while the wives are away. And now I've told you this story, and I forgot the question. Um, <laughs> who made life difficult for her real husband, Richard Burton, in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? I'm familiar with the movie. I, I can't think of who's in it, but I think I don't think the name Catherine Hepburn is the one that's coming to mind. So I'm going Catherine Hepburn. Uh, it would be Elizabeth Taylor. Liz Taylor. That's why. That's why Burton sounds familiar. Okay, isn't that the guy she married twice? Yes. Okay. That's a that's a really good movie, by the way. And and Chris, in your defense, I'm pretty sure Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which had Catherine Hepburn in it, and also the name Who's came out the same year. <laughs> uh, that's why. Okay. Hey, Mike, you're also getting one from Best of TV and Movies. All right. Okay. Uh, Mike, what is the name of the friendly fictional cafe, which is based on the Manhattan Cafe in New York's West Village? Should note that friendly is in quotes. Oh, um, are they looking for Central Perk? They are looking for Central Perk. Okay. 
that that was where my brain went to first. But w- before you told mm-hmm. me the friendly was in quotes, I was I I wasn't convinced there was enough information in the question to really <laughs> get me there. But okay, okay, Chris, another one in best of TV and movies because it worked so well for me last time. Well, um, let's see. This one is apparently themed around. This card is themed around Castaway. So. Uh, let's see how this goes. Name the company whose plane crashed, leaving Chuck, played by Tom Hanks, as a castaway. It was one of the shipping companies. The question is, was it UPS or FedEx? Because it it was an American movie, so it wouldn't have been like DHL or anyone like that. It would have been a distinctly American company. FedEx is the one coming to mind. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but yeah, I'm going to go FedEx. And FedEx is correct. Coming quicker than FedEx, never reach an apex, just a Coca-Cola stock, you are inclined to. Sorry. No, keep going. I had a random random bloodhound gang moment, which doesn't happen very often. All right. Uh, Mike, you're getting one from I Should Have Known That, your second one in that category. All right, Mike. How many stomachs does a cow have? Uh, uh, Oh, shoot. I, I always mess this one up because it's like, it's either, I want to say it's either three or four. Um, I'm going to say four. Uh, it is four. Okay. There's, there's another, there's, there's another animal that has, I think it's an octopus that has like three of something else. And it's three, hearts. three hearts. Three yes. hearts. That's what it is. Okay. And I, I always get those two mixed up. Chris. We're doing one in best of movies and TV again. All right, let's do it. On what A&E show are the contents of unpaid rental units auctioned off after a five minute inspection? Oh God, is that Storage Wars? I want to say Storage Wars. It is Storage Wars. And honestly, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. (laughs) Nice pull. Nice pull. I enjoy that. I actually like very honestly considered getting into storage auctions ah. <laughs> after watching that show. I was like, I mean, it seems like you can make some good money. Cause I was looking, they do them online now. It's like, yeah, if you win the storage locker, you can only see the pictures online, but if you can sell off the stuff, the only thing that stopped me is I had nowhere to put stuff. So it's like, yeah. I would have to get my own storage locker. <laughs> so. Mike and I have a mutual acquaintance. I did that. A guy we played softball with, um, Alan at Mike. If you remember Alan and Katie, Alan did that. Yeah. He was buying them for a while and then flipping the stuff inside. I, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you're getting your third one, and I should have known that. Okay. Uh, your question is: Who did the former tennis player Andre Agassi marry in 2001? Shoot. Um, let's see. He was with. Brooke Shields for a while, but that was earlier. I want to say was uh, he married a, another tennis player, and I think it was Steffi Graf. So I'm going to say Steffi Graf. Steffi Graf is correct. Woohoo! Good job, Chris. You're getting your next one in brain workout. Okay, your question. Before automation, which lighthouse used to be situated at Britain's northern inhabited extremity? This does not necessarily mean the extremity of the mainland. You're looking for the name of a damn lighthouse in Britain? <laughs> yes. I can name one in the United States. And I don't even know if it's called the Cape Hatteras Lighthouse or not. 
Oh my God. Um, you know, Virginia Woolf wrote a book called To the Lighthouse. There's another Virginia Woolf <laughs> reference in this, embedded in this question. Oh my Lord. Uh, I'm going to call it the Union Jack. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is not correct. However, uh, I think you'll like the name of it. It's called the Muckle Flugga. <laughs> M U C K L E space F L U G G A. I'm a mushroom. Brittany, Mike doesn't need any help beating me. You can make this place. <laughs> I'm a mushroom cloud laying muckle flugga, muckle flugga. <laughs> I uh, just opened the preface to this book because I've only pulled this out like one time. This que- the questions in this book have been used for the brain of Mensa quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. Oh, Lord. I have had it with these muckafluggin' snakes in this muckafluggin' lighthouse. <laughs> uh, that's oh muckafluggin' to you. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're fine. <laughs> oh, uh, Mike, this one's going to be your second question in things they don't teach you in school. In a standard deck of cards, Mike, what do the queens hold in their hands? Nunchucks. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, it's crazy to think that I, I'm struggling with this. This is one of those things. It's one of those things. It's like, you've seen it a thousand times in your life. Oh my god! And, and it's weird. Like I can picture the kings with their axes and their swords and stabbing themselves through the head. What the hell are the queens holding? I have a guess if he gets it wrong. I I don't know. I'm gonna say flowers. He got it right. It's flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Was that gonna be your guess, Chris? No, I thought I I thought I remember them holding the little, the little little fan yourself fans. Oh yeah. Oh, that would have been a good guess too. All right, Chris, you're going to get one in things they don't teach you in school. How tall is the Oscar statuette? Ha! Can I phone Catherine Hepburn? <laughs> She's got She's a still few. alive? No. Okay, then you can seance Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Ghost Hunters earlier today, so I think I can make this work. How tall is the Oscar? So I'm just trying to think. So I, like, okay, so holding it like this. You don't know if it's including the base or not, do you? Um, no, but I can look that up and give you an answer. Give me just a second. I've actually heard this before and I still don't know the answer. You're looking that up. Don't pay any attention to me. Ah. (laughs) I wasn't cheating. It's just Paige. So based on what I'm seeing here, it either does include the base or it doesn't include the base, but it is pretty much in line with what the Oscars website says is the height of the Oscar statue. Okay. So So unfortunately I can't tell you (laughs) because the Oscars website isn't telling me if it includes the base or not. So I'm trying to think of in relation to a ruler. It's bigger than a foot. Is it two feet? It can't be two feet. It'd be big. It's gotta be just bigger than a foot. So I'm going to say 18 inches. Um, unfortunately, it's 13 inches. I've, I've been known to overestimate by five or six, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. The crazy thing is I randomly would have gotten that one right because 13 stuck out in my head, even though I was pretty sure it was wrong. So 
Yeah. Uh, so apparently the 13 inches does include the base. It wouldn't have mattered base or not. It, the base isn't five inches big. So yeah, <laughs> right. But I did just want to make sure. Yeah. No, yeah. these cards are very interesting. And I will tell you what some of the other options on the cards have been. <laughs> um, <laughs> what country should you travel to if you're wanting to visit the country where women are most likely to have sex on a first date? That's on there. <laughs> I, I need to know the answer to that question. <laughs> Australia. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Mike, this is your question in things they don't teach you in school. Uh, what city has the most skyscrapers in the world? What an excellent question. Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. I have, I, my, my brain's all, my brain's all over the place. Um, like obviously New York city pops into my head. It could be something like Dubai. Um, Tokyo is a definite possibility. Tokyo is the one that's speaking loudest to me. I don't have a, I don't, I don't really know how to logic there. It could be any, any number of those, but I know Tokyo has got a ton. So I'm going to say Tokyo. Um, it is not Chris. You're waving like crazy. It's New York. I think. Um, it is actually, according to this card, Hong Kong. Oh, oh, that actually does ring a bell. Now that you say that, that does ring a bell. Absolutely. I'm just checking when this game came out to see if I need to update that answer or not. Oh, that sounds right, actually. No, that that really does sound right. Chris, see what we're going with for you. We're back to our brain workout. (laughs) Pierluigi Kalina is a well-known name in which occupation? That's a little misleading because I know for a fact his actual last name is Mario. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll spell it out for you. P I E R L U I G E C O L L I N A. Here, Luigi Colina. Uh, Colina sounds close to cocina, which is uh, Spanish for kitchen. So I'm going to say chef. Uh, here, Luigi Colina is a football referee. If I had cool. to. Oh, referee! What I had to, to whatever I had to explain uh, soccer versus American football. Uh, probably. Well, no, I wouldn't have made you. I would have just let you have it. <laughs> so, I'm still not even sure which one it is. Uh, given that this one, this book appears to have been published in Britain, I'm going to say okay, association football. Yeah, you know, so I- one that they originally that we took the word soccer from. So that, yep, absolutely. As, as a totally random side note in the Pink Floyd song money, when he says, I think I'm going to buy me a football team. I was embarrassingly old before I realized he probably meant soccer since Pink Floyd is from England. (laughs) Why not both? Yep. Like, I mean, in my thirties old. (laughs) All right, Mike, your next question is also coming from the brain workout book. Who wrote the book, a dialogue concerning the two chief world systems. Wow. Um, A dialogue concerning the two chief world systems. Oh, man. I got to wander out to my bookshelf and refresh my memory because that's definitely sitting on it. Uh, Smith. Uh, This would be Galileo. Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I'm impressed you have a book by Galileo sitting on your bookshelf. <laughs> I'm impressed he wrote it. He wrote a book that had an English title. 
They used Google AO Translate. It's fine. Mm, mm. Chris, we are back to best of movies and TVs, and this is your fourth one in this category. In and around what city did The Walking Dead start its TV reign of shuffling zombie horror? Okay. Uh, it's all filming started in the, it was filmed in Atlanta. I feel like it ended in Virginia, but I did feel like it started. Yeah, because it started with the CDC. There was at the end of season one, they went to the CDC. So I'm going to say Atlanta. Atlanta's correct. I was really hoping you were going to overthink yourself out of the correct answer on that one. Almost did. And Mike, your question is in. I should have known that. All right, Mike, your question. What prestigious prize have the authors Harold Pinter, Orhan Pamuk, and Gunter Grass all won? Um, I mean, I've actually heard those names. I mean, I'm going to say the Nobel Prize for Literature. The Nobel Prize for Literature is correct. Wow. Nice poll. I was pretty sure Harold Pinter had won that, and I wasn't as sure about the other two, but. All right, so that brings us to the halfway point. We've asked 20 questions. Uh, we have a score of Chris with nine and Mike with 11. Oof, close game. Hey, trivia lovers. Want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. Um, and in the category of I should have known that, Chris has, has had no questions in that category. And Mike has had four. Yeah. You've each had three in things they don't teach you in school. Chris has had four of the best in movies and television to Mike's one. And Chris has had three brain workout questions to Mike's two. So are y'all ready for the second half or do you need a break to get a drink or anything? Or I actually am going to slide over and grab another beer real quick. Okay. Fortunately, my fridge is three feet to my right. <laughs> three feet towards right, as we call it. One and a half Mike Motts. Touche. How many Oscar statues is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. If it makes y'all feel better, I was one of the shortest people in my marching band. So when we measure trophies, we would measure them and how many Britneys there there were. <laughs> that's that's how many tall. Yep. So there was one person shorter than me named Katie. So if it was taller than Katie but shorter than me, it was between a Katie and a Britney. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I, I am, uh, I just had a tangerine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just had a tangerine IPA and now I'm switching to an India pale ale with grapefruit. This is another beer that, uh, Chris brought me in Nashville. It's called pulp friction. I bought oh. that beer just because of the name. I didn't even look to see what kind of beer it was. I, I assumed as much. Yeah. It's from Motorworks Brewing, which is in Bradenton, Florida. Uh, I think I mentioned the, the previous one was from big storm brewing. Um, 
which is also which is I know they have a, a brewery in Largo, but I think their main one is somewhere else, and I don't see it on the can off the offhand. But but anyway, we'll see how this All is. Right. So, since this is all chaotic anyway, Mike, you're going to go first in the second half, because <laughs> why not? Everything's made up, right? It's all yep. good. Uh, so, That's pretty Mike, good. your first question coming back is in the category of things they don't teach you in school. Oh, there's a couple of these that are great. Um, I think that one's a little too vague to ask you. So I'm going to tell you what the question is, but I'm not going to make you answer it. Cause one of the ones on here is why do you get more hungover the older you get? <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's so complex. I don't think they, I'm going to ask you. They don't teach you that in school for any number of reasons. <laughs> not least, not least of which is in other words, kids get drunk more now because it won't hurt as bad the next day. <laughs> um, Fun fact, and knock on wood, I've never been hungover before. So. Wow. Um, I have. So uh, your question is actually going to be, what color is the black box on airplanes? I love this question. I want to I want to say it's it's going to be something vibrant so that it stands out. And the first color that popped into my head was orange. So I'm going to say orange. And orange is a correct answer. I have no, if I knew that, or if that was just a lucky guess, I couldn't even tell you, but that just tickled the back of my brain somewhere. And for the record, the reason that you get more hungover, the older you get, the proportion of water in the body decreases with age, which changes the body's metabolism. Ah, there you go. Oh, we have a celebrity guest incoming. So (gasps) Simba. Simba. We'll see if he jumps up to join us in a second. No, but he just wandered in and he's being cute. So no. Chris, what is the time difference between London and New York? Oh, Lord. Um, I think it's seven hours. Uh, trying to think. So I'm going to Portugal in June. And we, when we booked the flights, it did say what it was. Seven hours is what came to mind in the beginning. I'll stick with a seven-hour time difference. Why not? Is it five? It is five. Uh, London's on GMT, so... And New York is on the same time zone as you, so um, it's whatever your difference is between you and GMT. Five hours is the difference between London and New York, unless it's like during the time of year where we're on daylight savings and I, I was thinking not, that yeah. <laughs> and then it's four hours hmm. or five or six hours, depending on which way. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure which way that goes. Right. So, Mike... This is your fifth and last question, and I should have known that. Alrighty. Mike, what country is the sports apparel and accessories company Adidas from? Ooh. Hmm. This is this is another one that I don't know for sure, but there was a a country that popped into my brain right away. And I don't have anything better. I don't know really how to logic there. So I'm gonna say Spain. That's what popped in my head. It is Germany. Germany. Okay. I'm trying to remember if it's Puma or Reebok, but it was two brothers that inherited their father's company. They disagreed about how to run it. Puma was the one that was split off. Yeah. There's also a similar story with Aldi hmm. and Trader Joe's, but huh. Did not know that. there's a thing about German siblings not getting along. I don't know. So if that comes up later, there you go. Come up later. Probably. Uh, Chris. You also should have known something that I'm going to ask you in a second. (laughs) 
In the famous equation E equals MC squared, formulated by Albert Einstein, what does E stand for? I think it's energy equals mass times acceleration squared. So E is for energy. E is for energy. I think C is the speed of light. Yeah, is the speed of light. Couldn't ask him that one. I just needed to know what E was, and you got E correct. So, all right, Mike, let's see what's coming up for you. Uh, Best of TV and movies. Okay. Instead of the regular lesson plan, what does Dewey teach his fifth grade class? I mean, he teaches them how to be a rock and roll band. Is that what they're looking for? I think I can take that. Technically, it what it says is rock history and music. Oh, yeah. Okay. But like every other question on this card was, what is he kicked out of? What job does he impersonate? <laughs> and what competition do his students enter? Like, right. I gotcha. Yeah. Chris. Uh, things they should they don't teach you in school. How to be in a band. <laughs> At least rock and roll band. <laughs> well, this one's just fun. And it's got a 50-50 shot. So, Chris. Is it true that a silent fart smells worse than a loud one? (laughs) Are they deadlier? I don't know. (laughs) There's no scientific way to know this. Like, unless I've I've spent a lot of time studying fart. (laughs) Um, Where's Lauren Carey when I need her? (laughs) <laughs> listen I, I don't know what the science behind what makes the fart make that noise <laughs> um i would assume a louder fart that means there's more gas built up and it's dispersed i, I don't know like, i don't know i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say there's not necessarily correlation between the two i don't know what the science is to back it up but apparently that is true a silent fart is smellier than <laughs> It smells worse than a loud one. There you go. So you heard it here first, folks, <laughs> right here on the Pub Trivia Experience. I learned something new today. It wasn't something I wanted to learn, but I learned it. That that should be our motto. Learning things you don't necessarily <laughs> want to know since 1887. <laughs> 1887. That was, we started a humor paper at Vanderbilt and for whatever reason, our, we made our, I think it was the, the actual student newspaper. Their motto was like, you know, serving Vanderbilt since 1887. And so we, we made our tagline, the, you know, Vanderbilt's humor magazine since 1887, even though we'd existed like since 19, not, not even since 1999, later than that. Uh, Mike, your question is in best of TV and movies. Uh, so your question is, Laura Prepon donned an orange jump prison jumpsuit to star in this hit comedy drama series. Ah, yeah, don't give me that look, Chris. Uh, orange is the new black. Yes. Alas, or, that is correct. And uh, apparently this card is themed that 70s cast. So ah, okay. <laughs> uh, the first one was about Ashton Kutcher, then Mila Kunis, then Topher Grace, and then Laura Prepon. Oh, okay. Cool. For Grace, one about either Ocean's Eleven or Spider Man Three. Spider Man Three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris, here's another one, and I should have known that. All right, Chris, what actress played Vivian in the 1990 film Pretty Woman? I'm assuming Vivian's the main character. I don't think I can name another actress out of it other than Julia Roberts. 
Julia Roberts is correct. And as far as I know, yes, Vivian is the main woman. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that's Clearly. based off of Pygmalion, right? It pro- yeah, that, would, that yeah. makes sense. Because it's, I mean, I think it's like an adaptation of My Fair Lady, which is definitely an adaptation of Pygmalion. Exactly, exactly. So. Uh, so that is. So you know, Pretty Woman originally had a much darker ending. The entire movie was darker. Is my it, the entire movie was dark, and everybody only remembers the very end when he shows up at the, you know, to, with the limo to pick her up. But originally, like he dropped her off and threw threw money at at her and drove away. That was the original ending. Um, I just know it's based on the Roy Orbison song "Oh Pretty Woman," where True. the O is often dropped. Uh, and speaking of dropping, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to drop some knowledge on you in a second. Boom. <laughs> so, drop it like it's hot. Um, Mike, your next one is in the brain workout book, which I think is just the dreaded one of this mm-hmm. set. Um, so, Mike, with respect to mobile phones, what does SIM stand for? The letters S-I-M. I'm getting a lot of mobile phone questions. Uh, Literally two. <laughs> okay, fair. Um Here's what pisses me off about this question. though. Okay, Grandpa, tell us. No, 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 no. This has nothing to do with age or anything like that. This phone is new. Mm-hmm. I got it today, which means I put a SIM card, a new SIM card in this phone today. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, the acronym SIM was not extended upon the <laughs> the, uh, the thing that I pulled it from. All right, let's see. Um, yeah, I... I I've never encountered. I mean, I've never encountered this before. I don't really have a good guess. Um, uh, synchronous internal mechanism. I, I really don't know. I mean, I like that, but it's subscriber identity module. Ah, that makes a lot more sense. Fair enough. So cool. And no, that's cool. Though I, I like that. Your next one. It's back in. I should have known that. <laughs> this has been going so well for me so far. Let's go. All right, Chris. Where do you find penguins? The North or South Pole? Well, they're not mutually exclusive. Like they're in South Africa and everywhere else, but they're the South Pole. They are the South Pole. They are the South Pole. Yes. All right. So we have five questions left for each of you. And I think we have a slight rules change in that you've both agreed to drink whenever the other one misses a question for the rest of the game. Or is is that my understanding? Yeah, we'll do that. Well, it's it's whatever there's a question asked that you don't know the answer to. Right. So it's it's on the honor system. So if you ask a question to Chris, but I don't know the answer. Oh, I'll okay. Drink. Yeah. All right. Well, hold on. Should I... be fun. What if I don't know the answer to the one that I'm asking? <laughs> do I have to drink? <laughs> Um, I, that's full, entirely up to you. How full is that Sunny D can? It's pretty full. Then yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You're the one making, you're the <laughs> one who has the cards. So you, you by definition do know the answer to the question. Well, not until I read the answer on some of them. <laughs> okay. Fair. Fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, so with five left, Chris, you have one left in each category of, I should have known that. Things they don't teach you in school, best of TV and movies, and then two left in the brain workout. Mike, you have no questions left, and I should have known that. You have one question left in things they don't teach you in school, and then two each left in best of TV and movies in the brain workout. And 
going into the final stretch, I have a score of Chris with 12 and Mike with 14. Still a game. very tight game. Mike, still keeping with you. Brain workout. Mike, your question. On a Western ranch, what does a wrangler do? Uh, and I'm going to need something more than wrangle. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> um, I mean, don't they... Don't they bring they if if like the cows escape they bring them back to pasture is that like what they're looking for isn't it something like that? That is not what I have. Okay, but I'm gonna make sure. No, I mean I'm sure what you have is right. Well, I mean people can do more than one thing, so <laughs> <true>. like <laughs> okay, uh, just looking it up and it does track with what this has. Uh, a wrangler. Do they wear jeans? They might, but they do so while looking after horses. Ah, okay. And I meant to say horses, not cattle, but yeah, effectively I was still wasn't, I was. Yeah. I was looking to make sure that they, you know, didn't also do that, but. Cheers to that one, Mike. Cheers. All right, Chris, here comes your last one in things they don't teach you in school. What is the maximum number of holes a bowling ball is allowed to have? Oh, God. Uh, so a guy that used to work for me for a while, uh, a semi-professional bowler, but he was a really good bowler, several 300 games. Yet he let, as weird as it sounds, like he let he showed me like the different balls they use. And I don't remember him pulling out a ball that had more than three holes. So I'm going to say three. Um, he may not have shown you a ball with more than three holes, but a ball can have up to five, hmm. which I suppose hmm. makes sense because you could have like two different grips and just one thumb hole. But. Right. The one that he showed me, they actually had like different thumb holes in. So there's like a thumb hole attachment that goes under the glove hmm. or under the, under, the, under the thumb and it made the um. thumb hole kind of fit easier. So, okay, gotcha. I'll, I'll, that's fine by yep. me. Cheers. I'll also cheers because I thought it was three. Chris, you need to you need to contact that friend and tell him you need to see more of his balls. <laughs> no, I'm actually going to text him right now. Let him know I got a damn bowling question wrong. Ah, ah. You should ask him if he knows that question. All right, Mike, here comes your last question in things they don't teach you in school. Is it true that if you hold the horn down for more than three seconds on most modern cars, the volume gradually increases to almost twice the noise level. Huh? I I'm personally not a, a frequent horn user on my car. I, I use it very sparingly. Uh, it's, it's funny. Cause I have, I have a friend who's like, uh, who's from Europe and he goes, yeah, you Americans, you use your horn all, all wrong. You only use it when you're angry at somebody. He's like, we use it. We use it for everything. We use it to say, thank you. We use it to say blah, blah, Um, which is neither here nor there. I'm stalling. Cause I'm trying to think <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to hold down a horn in my head long enough to, to see if I feel like it increases the volume. I feel like it's a pretty steady volume. So I'm going to say, f- I'm going to say it is not true. I'm going to say it's false. It is not true. It only increases the anger of the people around you. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, That was our last one in things they don't teach you in school for the night. So shout out to that category. It is now retired. And 
some of those questions are very interesting to choose from. So <laughs> we couldn't retire the Mensa questions first. I haven't rolled high enough to retire those. Well, you know, maybe we'll get lucky, Chris. Nope, it's coming at you. Your last one and best of TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Name the improvised comedy show first hosted by Drew Carey and then by Aisha Tyler. Oh, where the everything's made up and the points don't matter. That would be whose line is it anyway? And I miss Drew Carey. I love it Tyler, but Drew is just phenomenal on that. That's my childhood right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, same. I still, like, am enamored with Colin Mockery. So. To, to, to this day, I that's still one of my go-to. Like, I can just pull up a, cliff, mm-hmm. a clip and tears streaming down my face from laughing so hard yeah. for some of those things. They, they are just so um, funny. There used to be an, I don't know if it's still an active app or not, but it's called, like, CW Feed or something like that. They have all the old Who's lines on there. Oh, nice. And you can just like play them straight through. You have to like watch an ad at the beginning, but kind of worth it. So, oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> but I can watch compilation videos like of the best Irish drinking songs or the best hoedowns. Oh, yeah. And like I just I'm crying like it just and just like especially when Colin comes on and he does that thing where it takes you a beat to get what he just said. And you're yep. just like, oh, yep. damn, that's amazing. So, uh. That being said, yes, it was whose line is it anyway. That card was themed with which, where, what, when, who, who's, and why. So, <laughs> um, uh, so we had we had the choices of who framed Roger Rabbit when Harry met Sally. Whose line is it anyway, and what not to wear? But I saw whose line is it anyway. I'm like, yeah, whose line? Okay, brain workout time, Mike. Your last yeah. one there. I was gonna say I don't have a lot. I'm, I'm mostly down to brain uh, the brain workout and TV and movies. I yep. think. Uh, Indira Gandhi was assassinated on her way to be interviewed by whom? Ooh, wow, wow! I don't. You're lo- you're looking for like a specific journalist or or something? I am not looking like for a, a person's name. A, a specific person, but you're yeah. I mean, not that I think it was like Playboy, but you're not looking for something. Like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Playboy, which conducted. F- many famous interviews around that time period. I will say I don't know what show this person may have worked with or magazine oh, that's, they're yeah, looking that's for a person's name. That's fair. No, I get I get you. Um hmm. this is a this is a you know it or you don't type of thing. Uh I'm trying to put that in the time frame though. I, and I don't really have anything uh Ted Koppel. I don't know. That's not a terrible guess and I'll cheer you on that one. Uh, this was Peter Ustinov. So, Chris, brain workout coming at you. <laughs> I wish our listeners could have seen that. He had a big grin on his face, and it just, like, fell as soon as she said that. All right. Your question, Chris. Which country uses or used a red kite as its symbol? The red kite being a bird. Mike gives me the reaffirming nod, like, you got this, bro. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm going to rephrase that. Which county? <laughs> which county uses slash used a red kite as its symbol? The red kite being a bird. You understand that makes his job significantly harder, right? I know. There's but like you know a what? lot if you more can counties. Give me the country. I, I'll give it to you. I mean, that feels like a British thing to do. So I want to say the country is uh, England. I'm sorry, it's not. Bringing it's any- Wales. 
I was I was gonna say I would have guessed Scotland, but yeah, I was like I don't think it's England, but it's there. It's UK. Counted if I had said Great Britain, would you have given me it? Um, if you had said United Kingdom, I would have. <laughs> yeah, what's the county? Uh, Powys, P O W Y S. I'm gonna go on a limb here and just say screw anyone that knows the answer to that question that's not from Wales or Great the UK. Britain. Yeah, <laughs> at least give them Great Britain. Come on. I might have given you Great Britain. Definitely would have given you United Kingdom. I texted my buddy who is a, uh, uh, he's a, a bowling coach. Um, and I asked him the question. He goes, as many as you want, as long as a finger occupies the hole. And so I said, well, using that logic, I guess five is technically the correct answer. He goes, meh. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh. meh. <laughs> okay. Well, Mike, I don't have to roll for you because you only have one eligible category left. Okay. So. I forgot to drink after that last question. So cheers, muckle fluggas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. On the Brady Bunch. Which Brady sibling was the first to get their own separate bedroom? Oh, man. All right. Let's think. It's probably one of the boys because the patriarchy. And... um I think Greg was the oldest, so I'm going to say Greg Brady. Uh, yeah, it's Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I thought I remember him like moving into the attic or something. Yeah, Greg in the attic. <laughs> I, I, I actually did not watch very much Brady Bunch for all of the... I, I feel like I watched a f- decent amount of Nick at Night and stuff like that, but I don't feel like I watched a lot of Brady Bunch. I yeah, think the, of more like the Munsters and I Love Lucy and stuff like that than the Brady Bunch. show. Yeah, so the first question on this card was what famous TV family resided in this house? Because the back of the card looks like that. So <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. That that that's a great question. And honestly, might not have gotten that one, but uh this is being a podcast is not a visual medium, so that would not have right. worked very well. All right, Chris. Brain workout time to close out that category for you. I'm so enthused. Jack Griffin was known as what in an H.G. Wells story? So a history lesson. I <laughs> grew up in Florida. Florida is known for many, 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 many things. <laughs> Literacy not being one of them. Literacy <laughs> not being one of them. Famously on this podcast, Florida is known for not forcing me or requiring me at any point in my career or my life or my student career to take a chemistry class. It's true. Reading lists were also optional. And my option was no. <laughs> I don't know that literature is by far like one of my two or three weakest categories. Um, repeat, read the question one more time. Uh, Jack Griffin was known as what in an H.G. Wells story? Oh, what is it? Phineas something is my only guess. It's the guy from around the world in 80 days. And the only reason I know that name is because I wrote a trivia question similar to it. Uh, I'm just going to say Phineas and see if that's the wrong answer. And just, I'm actually just going to start drinking right now. <laughs> it is the wrong answer. Uh, Mike, you've got your hand raised. I've never actually read any H.G. Wells, but I'm my offhand, my guess was that he was maybe the Invisible Man. He was, in fact, the Invisible Man. I just watched that movie. <laughs> Not to be confused with Invisible <laughs> Man by yeah. Ralph Ellison. Ellison yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very different books. Okay. Yeah. Which one was the Elizabeth Moss Moss movie about? 
today I learned there was an Elizabeth Moss movie called Invisible Man and or The Invisible Man. Isn't that the... I'm guessing it's probably the Wells book because Elizabeth Moss would be a very interesting casting choice for the Ralph Ellison. Isn't Elizabeth Moss uh, President Bartlett's daughter? Yes. Yeah, the Invisible Man. Hold on. (laughs) She's also also in The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Yeah. Bloomhouse did it. Uh, It was The Invisible Man. Yeah. I I assumed as much because, yeah, like I said, that'd be very strange for Okay, I can close this book now. Uh, questions we didn't get to <laughs> include things like what caused Dr. David Livingston's left arm to co- become unusable, which would be uh, ma- mauled by a lion. That makes sense. That actually sounds about right. That tracks. Uh, both the oldest and second oldest prisons in California were used to stage Johnny Cash concert. What is the second oldest? Wilson prison. It's, yep. Yep. I, I was going to say that. Uh, what's uh, what's the other San Bernardino? Is that right? Something like that. Anyway. Maybe. Uh, what is the collective noun for a group of flying geese? Of flying geese. Gaggle? Gaggles when they're on the ground. Yeah, I was going to oh. say, it's, it, that seems obvious. Yeah, so I, uh, I don't know. A Google. Uh, this, <laughs> this is a skein. Sure. Oh, um, I've actually, I've actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually yeah. heard that before. So. Okay, so I swear I didn't look for this card. I just picked one out at random uh, for Mike. Uh, your last question is going to be in the best of TV and movies. And the card I pulled without looking, no lies. Please tell me. Is Baldies. <laughs> <laughs> We've come full circle, everybody. We've come full circle. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, Who went all Chrome Dome as Gandhi and stayed that way for Schindler's List and Sexy Beast? <laughs> All great movies, by the way, and all extremely different performances by one Sir Ben Kingsley. It is, in fact, Sir Ben Kingsley. <laughs> yeah, watch if you if you ever want to feel what a surreal experience. Watch Gandhi and then Sexy Beast. <laughs> um, like just back to back, just just be like, and just bear in mind, it's like that's the same person. Yeah, just so you know, the four baldies using the cards terminology were Ben Kingsley. Samuel L. Jackson, Bruce Willis, and Vin Diesel. So okay. In good company. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And Chris, your final question is going to be in I Should Have Known That. I feel that a lot. And speaking of bringing things full circle, what is the name of Super Mario's brother in the video game Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> His name is Luigi Mario. <laughs> His name is, in fact, Luigi. No last name given on this card, but Your I will. Your last name is literally Mario. That's why it's called Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. That, that's right. Oh, so yeah. his name is Mario Mario and his name is Mario, Luigi Mario, Mario? Because his mother knew he was going to be big. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad I knew that one because I just finished my beer and I wouldn't have been able to drink. Oh, if I man. So. All right. So that's 40 questions down, surviving all of them. <laughs> um, we're ending tonight with a closer score than Chris might have thought. Yes. Uh, coming into this, it is Chris with 14, but Mike is our champion with 17 tonight. Oof. Nicely done, Mike. Nicely done. Good game. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a <laughs> all was over the place. A crazy way to do trivia. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I, I think I think we should rebrand that Sean Anigans. Sean Anigans. Sean Anigans. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Nice. Eh? Eh? Anigans. Yeah. <laughs> Chaos and Sean. Chaos Anigans. Sean Anigans. Oh my lord. <laughs> But ladies and gentlemen, we really hope you had a good time tonight. Listen, if you're enjoying what we bring you on a regular basis, 
then head on over to ptebb.com. Uh, that is your best way to get in contact with contact, by the way. My God, these drinks have been great. <laughs> He's been pounding them, folks. Like, seriously. I, I have. Uh, it's been a day. Um, yeah. If you want to support what we do here at the. My God. If you want to support us here at the Pub Trivia Experience podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com slash ptebb or ptebb.com. That last website right there, by the way, if you go there, that'll give you the link to our merch store, to our Facebook group, our Discord channel, Patreon, everything. Uh, There is also, it just launched today. This will be the first time I get to read this live instead of adding it on as a little tidbit at the end finding it now if you head on over to ptebb.com slash appearance request you can submit a request to come on the show that will go for not just the pub trivia experience but our sister podcast boozy bracketology and yet another podcast that we are opening up under the pte umbrella that you'll be hearing about shortly we are very very excited for it and people on tonight's show might have something to say about it. We'll maybe, see. maybe. We'll see. Uh, when that does launch, like if you like our shenanigans, be like, "Damn it, I wish they had a fun format." That's the show for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be a great time. It, hopefully, you had a good time tonight. I had a hell of a great time. I needed it after the week I've had. You know what? For the pub trivia experience, I have been Chris. I've been Brittany. And I've been Mike. And we'll see you next time with your pants off. Have a good one. (laughs) What?